Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tom Kaminsky, Chopper 880. All right, uh, Pat, we are just currently getting a look at the World Trade Center. We have something that has happened here at the World Trade Center. We noticed flame and an awful lot of smoke from one of the towers of the World Trade Center. We are just coming up on uh, this scene. This is easily three-quarters of the way up. We are, uh, this has, whatever has occurred has just occurred uh, within, uh, within minutes, and uh, we are trying to determine exactly what that is, but currently we have a lot of smoke at the top of the towers of the World Trade Center. We will keep you posted. Tom, we just saw that smoke go up at about the same time you did. It was like one huge pop. That's exactly what we had seen. We had seen what, uh, we had turned around, Jeff, we were at the George Washington Bridge, we had seen a fireball, and I can tell you it appears as though something has gone into the World Trade Center. I'm looking at the north side of what I believe, well, what is the North Tower, so I would uh, guess that's tower number one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is about three-quarters of the way up, maybe even three-fourths of the way up tower one. There is smoke now billowing out of the top of the World Trade Center. I'm looking at what appears to be broken windows. Uh, I want to say that this is about... Uh, Ten stories down from the top, maybe a little bit more than that. But there now appears to be smoke pouring out of the gash of the north side of the World Trade Center. My heavens, this has just, just happened within several minutes. Uh, let's try, we're going to try to get a little bit of additional detail about this. Uh, but currently, uh, Lower Manhattan is, uh, I, I would say, as of right now, going to be a big, big trouble spot, to say the least. The inbound side of the Lincoln, about a 30-minute delay. The Holland, about a 40-minute delay. Let's go back over to Craig Allen, Tom, WCBS. Yes, go Before ahead, we go to Craig, can we stay with you for a second? Absolutely, we're going to describe Jeff. what we saw because we have a distant view of the Trade Center from our studio here in Midtown Manhattan. What we saw was one giant plume of smoke. Not a very dark color smoke, but a light color smoke. Well, it Jeff, was uh, All right, what, what we had seen, we were at the George Washington Bridge beginning to make our way south. We saw what appeared to be literally a fireball at the top of the World Trade Center. I am just coming up now and uh, looking, at, uh, looking at the north face of the World Trade Center. Uh, it appears, at least from this vantage point, that something has hit it. Something has gone into the World Trade Center. I do not have that confirmed in any way, shape, or form, but there is a gash across, uh, I, I would want to say, about 10 stories down from the top of the World Trade Center. Uh, All right, Tom. Sort of from, from right to left and making its way down. Yes, Jeff. Okay, we're going to interrupt you here. Uh, we've found an eyewitness who's going to talk to us about what they see. Smoke at this point is billowing from that top eighth, let's say, of the one tower. And now we've seen what it's like from the from the air in the word pictures of Tom Kaminsky. What's it like on the ground here? We have an eyewitness who's called us who is uh, on the way to work, driving to the World Trade Center. Hello, Hello? sir? Yes, what are you yes. seeing? I see a gaping hole at the top of the World Trade Center, almost to the top, not quite up there. All I, I, I wasn't looking at it as I was driving towards it. I just heard a huge explosion. It seemed like it blew out as opposed to something going into it. And I, I'm looking at it real close. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get there, so I have to turn around somewhere here. How far away are you right now? I'm uh, four blocks away looking right at it. Can you see the smoke coming from that <laughs> hole? It's a huge hole. There are flames. There's smoke. There's smoke on the others. You know, it looks like the impact was on the northbound side or, or something blew out on the northbound side. But I see smoke coming out on the southbound and the westbound side also. 
and it, it's the northbound uh, tower that this happened in. The north tower is the one that's closer to Midtown. Yes, that's right. And where are you driving right now? Well, I'm on uh, West Street, so I'm looking right at it. I'm only two blocks away. Yeah. Uh, this is as far as I'm going to be able to go. I'm going to have to turn around somewhere. All right. Thank you for that. 8.52. Again, we're following is there is smoke coming from the World Trade Center, the top eighth of the North Tower. There's a gash apparently in the side of the building. And now WCBS News Time 8.52. We have breaking news on WCBS 880 right here, right now. I believe if we can get uh, in touch with him, we have a witness who saw what happened at the World Trade Center. Uh, M. David Levin, are you with us? I am right here at the foot of the uh, World Trade Center on the north side. Uh, smoke is billowing out of the, uh, oh, I would say it's about 15 stories down from the top of the uh, uh, number two, I believe it is, uh, World Trade Center. Flames are coming out also. This apparently was uh, uh, a commuter plane that smashed into it with such force that uh, the windows of the pick-a-bagel in which I was uh, just about to buy a bagel, uh, uh, smashed uh, with a big bang. Uh, everybody was very frightened, and uh, it sounded like a fabulous explosion. And uh, indeed, there is uh, a great devastation up there. What happened uh, to the commuter plane? It looks from what we're seeing that it might have actually gone through one side of and out the other. Uh, I can't see the south side of the building, but uh, it could well have been. It, it hit with such force that uh, uh, the whole neighborhood really shook. Well, Tom Kaminsky may have a better view for us, um, David. Uh, he's in Chopper 880. What yeah, are you seeing Pat, now, Tom? Uh, I think we can sort of confirm that at least to uh, some degree. Uh, we are now looking at flames shooting out of the north side of uh, number one World Trade Center. But there are at least some windows uh, blown out and smoke billowing out of the opposite side. We have not been able to get to the south side of the building yet. We're sort of staying right here. We have a very good vantage point, so we're staying here for the time being. However, there is smoke billowing out of uh, both sides, uh, really of all four sides, it would appear, of, uh, of uh, World Trade Center Tower Number 1. And as we've been saying, this is uh, anywhere between 10 and 15 stories down from the top. Now, as you look at the World Trade Center, this is the building with the antenna on top of it. Uh, so... There is, there is quite a bit of flame now coming out of uh, the north face of that building. And only smoke. I don't see any flame coming out of the other uh, approaches. But uh, I talked to uh, our pilot, uh, Arthur Anderson, and he says he did see something go into that building. We, again, uh, we were at the George Washington Bridge and beginning to make our way south. Uh, I looked up and saw a fireball. But uh, Arthur uh, Anderson, my pilot, says that he certainly did see something uh, right at that building about 10 to 15 stories up. Tom, stay with us for a minute, will you? Uh, we want to talk to WCBS producer Kelly Edwards on the ground. Of course, uh, you, you can see the fire. Where are you? I'm just about... I'm just about 15 blocks north of the World Trade Center right now on 7th Avenue. Fire trucks are screaming down 7th Avenue trying to get to this fire. It looks like the fire is about 10 blocks from the, I mean, excuse me, 10 stories from the top of the building. Flames are shooting out. P smoke is pouring out. This gash goes from one side of the building practically all the way to the other. You can see thick black smoke pouring out of the front of the building, the north side. I can also see it coming out of the west side, and it's certainly coming off the entire top of the building right now. It's completely covered with smoke. You can barely see the top of the building. You can see flames shooting out of the east side of that gash. The gash seems to be getting bigger. I can now see flames coming out of the east and the west side of the gash. It seems like the windows are breaking as the fire moves down the building. Well, we had heard earlier from one of the witnesses, M. David Levin, told us that uh, the, the ground floor windows had been shaking, Kelly. Now, everybody we've been speaking with seems to have a vantage point of one side of the World Trade Center. We can tell you that at least two sides, two facades of the building have giant holes, at least two or three stories high in them. We don't know what's become of people inside or where that plane might have ended up. We're trying to find out the latest for you. Of course, we're very little in the way of details. Emergency crews are still on their way to the 
seen as of this point. Stay with WCBS 880 because we are right on top of this for you with reporters on the way to the scene. Tom Kaminsky is overhead giving us the bird's eye view and in fact was the first to uh, tell us about it and see it. Tom's been hovering around. Let's go to him right now up in Chopper 880. Tom. All right, uh, Jeff, uh, back here with you. And we're uh, trying to gather some information as to what type of plane uh, this might have been into this uh, into this area. I can tell you, as as we are looking here at the north uh, side, of the north face of Tower Number One, uh, the gash that is in the building runs from about 10 stories up to about 15 stories, going from right to left, uh, going uh, sloping to the left diagonally. Uh, smoke is pouring uh, out of that face, and now we have quite a bit of smoke and flame pouring out of the eastern side of tower uh, number one and uh, that also about 10 to 15 stories up so it is our guess uh, that what uh, whenever went into tower number one uh, went into it and uh, stayed there we have not seen any evidence of any other fire on the south side of the world trade center tower number two at least from our vantage point appears to be unaffected this appears to be entirely in tower number one uh, but the impact point is almost certainly uh, on the north side of Tower Number 1, about 15 stories up. Uh, we're just getting a look at the street. Uh, the uh, traffic on West Street at this point is just beginning to come to a stop. That hasn't really happened yet. Uh, we are seeing some police and emergency crews beginning to make their way uh, down West Street. Certainly, uh, this area is going to be uh, not the place to be. Uh, I would want to say from about uh, the area of Canal Street on down, at the very least, you really need to try and avoid uh, driving in these uh, in this area and uh, at this point uh, Jeff that is that is all we have we are still uh, looking at smoke billowing okay. out of tower number one all right Tom Kaminsky will come back to us and we have reporters Peter Haskell Mary Gay Taylor on the way to the scene our producer Kelly Edwards on the ground not far has has given us a good birds uh, a good uh, view from the ground and Tom Kaminsky will continue to give us a bird's eye view and that's why you want to stay with us on WCBS 880 we've got you covered WCBS News Time 8.59. Let's give you a recap of what's transpired. We first saw this huge plume of smoke wafting up from the World Trade Center about, I'd say, 12 minutes ago, about quarter of 10 minutes to 9 o'clock. After that thick Black smoke began billowing from gashes in at least two sides of the building. Windows have been shattering. Some people, eyewitnesses we've spoke to on the air here at WCBSA in those top 10 or 15 floors of the North Tower, there was such an explosion that it made windows shake and break on the ground 100 stories below. Joining us now on the line is uh, a, an eyewitness who is in the Empire State Building. Bob Bradley, what do you see? I, uh, I saw this plane. It didn't look like it was out of control at all. It was a... Uh, a medium-sized body plane with uh, engines on both sides just fly right into the building. I thought at first it was a shadow uh, that was going to you know, swoop over top of the building like we've seen in the past just sitting here in our office, but this plane headed directly for the building. And note, it didn't look like there was any trouble at all with the plane. He didn't swerve at all. He just landed directly in the building. It was like almost like a gray-black color in nature on the plane. It, and it seemed, it seemed as though it, it, it just flew right into the building without... Right, yeah, like he, was, like he wanted to fly into the building. He wasn't trying to avoid the building. No. This guy swoops directly into the building. All right, that's what it looked like from one vantage point. That's from the Empire State Building. Thank you very much. You got it. Okay, also to speak with us now, people are checking in from all over from the Village Penthouse. I'm not sure exactly where that is, but we'll find out. Carl Tendler is joining us. Where Where are you located? Um, I'm near Washington Square Park. I, I live in a penthouse which faces directly the two World Trade Center buildings. Were you looking outside when this happened? I heard noise overhead. And uh, I got up to see what it was. It was a low-flying aircraft. It was about 150, 200 feet off my penthouse. He was flying straight ahead, and he, he pulled up a little bit and uh, uh, went into the, just hit the, the side of the World Trade Center. There was a huge flash. Uh, the aircraft looked like he was a, a DC-3. Uh, he was aluminum, uh, no markings, aluminum. And he just flew right into the building. I still can't believe it. All right. Thank you very much. That's what you saw from north, right? 
That is north, north of the Trade Center in Washington yes. Square. All, All right. right, so we're hearing a couple of witnesses who said they saw a plane fly right into the building. Tom Kaminsky in Chopper 880 back with us again. And uh, we are getting a look at the south side of the building, and certainly there is now that we can see severe damage uh, even to the south side of this building, which is now beginning to make me question uh, which uh, angle uh, this aircraft approached from. Uh, the uh, Most of the smoke is billowing up now to the south side of Tower Number 1, so it's a little bit difficult to, uh, to determine exactly uh, the impact point. I can tell you that whatever internal sprinkler system there is at the World Trade Center has certainly been activated because the smoke that we could see at the impact point uh, is still very dark, but the smoke toward the top, the top 10 to 15 floors of Tower Number 1, that smoke is now white, and a lot of windows have been blown out on all four sides from uh, about 15 to 20 stories up on Tower Number 1. But certainly that smoke is now uh, white in, uh, in nature. So uh, there are fire crews just screaming into this area from every conceivable direction. We're looking at crews uh, flying down West Street currently into this area. We've uh, noticed uh, some uh, coming across Canal Street. Uh, and uh, just this entire area of lower Manhattan is absolutely going to need to be avoided. For how long, there is absolutely no way to tell. Now, we've gotten a look at least three sides of Tower Number 1, and that is the only building... It's exploding of right now, Tommy. We're seeing... Another... Another Apparently plane. that was another plane. We have a witness who we just spoke to a moment ago. We're hearing from Carl Tendler, who was at the Village Apartments in Washington Square. We're trying to bring him on the air. All right, that Carl? was a second plane uh, that just blew? Number one. It's been another one, Carl. Yes, he hit in building number one. The other building? Yes, he flew right into it. Describe exactly what you just saw, Yes, please. I saw this jet coming towards uh, the building. He was low. Uh, he was about halfway up. And he flew into, uh, it looked like the south side, south uh, east corner of, of the building. So uh, building number two is now burning. So uh, that's now either one plane or, the, or two planes flying into each building. With one aircraft that just hit the south corner. It looked like a twin-engine jet. That is about what was described, what you described earlier, wasn't it you who told us? No, the, the first one was a DC-3 that hit the first building. Okay, we're seeing, like, it, it looks like some kind of sick confetti parade. There is debris flying out of that south tower. We saw a burst of flames a moment ago just before that we talked That was the aircraft you. that just hit building number one. Okay, we're going right, to go back to Tom you, Kaminsky Both and Chopper 880. It's been a... Okay, it's Both been about buildings. 20 minutes since the first explosion, the first plane uh, flew have, into the North Tower. Uh, Jeff, Tom. We have, we have gone to the north side of the World Trade Center, uh, so we were shielded from the, uh, from that. Uh, but just uh, moments prior to that, we were uh, getting a look at Tower Number 1. That was unaffected. But as we were looking back, we did see a second explosion of some type in Tower Number 1. So both of the towers of the World Trade Center are now affected. This has... Uh, this second explosion has just happened. We're still looking at debris still raining down and now uh, from tower number two. Uh, my uh, my uh, correction there. Uh, the second explosion just happened at tower number two. This is in the general area of uh, where the first one was but a bit farther down. I want to say maybe about uh, 20 to possibly 25 stories down and this would be on the northeast corner from what we can see uh, of tower number one. So we now have both of the towers of the World Trade Center uh, at this point uh, in flames. And you know there are some transmitters, of course, on top of one of those buildings, and that is affecting some of our uh, broadcast friends yeah, the, right now. Some of the TV stations are off the air at this point, so we will try to describe what we have for you. Tom Kaminsky, just have to ask, do you have fuel enough to hang with this for a while? Uh, we are actually going to refuel and be back with you. In fact, All our right. plan is that we're going to do that right now so we can come back with you. Again, All right, thanks. Recap Tom Kaminsky, we've... it's 9.05 on WCBS New York, and we are covering for you uh, a, a couple of explosions. Planes have crashed into each of the towers of the World Trade Center just within the last few minutes. I'll tell you what happened, what we saw. We were watching a television monitor. Uh, we were watching the smoke, the thick black smoke coming from the gaping holes in the North Tower. Tom Kaminsky was on the air a few moments ago live, and suddenly the TVs went blank for a moment. They came back on with the pictures from the World Trade Center, and there was a second explosion into the other tower. A little bit lower, let's guess, 20 stories below uh, the explosion point on the first tower, and again, people have seen 
seen uh, two planes, one hitting each tower 20 minutes apart. And I think another, uh, we, we've had a lot of eyewitnesses calling us in who, who were able to see what happened. In fact, one of our listeners who called us at two different times who said he saw each building get hit separately by two separate planes. Apparently, the first plane was a DC-3. The second plane is being described as a twin-engine plane that went into the second building just a few minutes later. People have been telling us that they uh, don't believe that the uh, plane had been trying to avoid the building. It almost looked as though it had intended to fly right into it. All right, Tom Kaminsky still with us. He has to refuel, but let's go up to uh, Chopper 880. Jeff, what's happening now, Jeff, is that we've had... Uh We've had uh, all uh, aircraft operations in and around this area of lower Manhattan suspended entirely. Uh, LaGuardia Airport has said uh, there are two confirmed aircraft into the World Trade Center, and they want no one at all in this area. They are, uh, in effect, uh, if, if you can possibly picture this, cordoning off the entire area uh, around the uh, World Trade Center and around Manhattan from at least Midtown on south. So we will be looking at this from a far distance and describing from what we could see, uh, uh, what we could see at least from the opposite side of the Hudson River. We don't know what sort of restrictions uh, will be placed upon any aircraft in addition to this, but uh, LaGuardia Airport confirming two aircraft into the World Trade Center, one into each tower. Uh, so they have uh, requested that all aircraft leave the area immediately so we are complying with that. Thank you, Tom Kaminsky. We appreciate everything you've done so far. We hope you'll be back with us shortly after catching a drink for the helicopter. One thing we have yet to discuss is the people inside yes, the World Trade the, Center. The business day had started. Plenty of people were likely in their offices when all this happened at about quarter of nine. The quarter of nine or so as people are coming in, in the elevators. Uh, roughly 50,000 people, as we know, work at the World Trade Center complex. More than just the two buildings, there are many that are low-rises beneath. But in those two towers, there are a tremendous number of people, and there are gaping holes and flames flying from some of the upper floors. We wish you could we could tell you exactly what was going on inside. We don't know if this is ominous or not. Certainly communications would be cut at a time like this. The transmitters atop the building have shut off some of the TV stations here in New York City. Uh, the question is, uh, there, with no communication from inside the building, what has happened to the people on those upper floors? We haven't heard from any witnesses inside the World Trade Center. Let's uh, take a little listen now for a moment uh, to uh, CBS 2, which Ladies is and gentlemen, back it's on the air. hard to fathom another accident. It's, it's indescribable as to why any of this has happened. To, to, as, we, we can't put words in the FAA's no, mouth no. or any, any flight uh, tower information, but you're seeing what we're seeing, and on a what seemingly is a relatively clear New York day, yeah. two plane impacts. One you just witnessed there, uh, saw on tape uh, a moment ago, explosions just 18 minutes apart. Oh. The first one before nine, the second is one... Is this our Chopper 2 picture? Not long after nine. Uh, yeah, this is a... I believe picture from Chopper 2. Jim Smith, are you up there? Yes, we are, Michael and Lisa. We have been uh, forced to stay about five miles away from the World Trade Center. A okay, that's uh, News 2, who is also covering this uh, story along with us. Yeah, their we Chopper, same story as Tom Kaminsky. They're being told to get away from the site on the ground. People being told not to go into the area of lower Manhattan around the World Trade Center while emergency teams try to get inside. And eyewitnesses continue to call into our newsroom, among them Ron Klein, who is a window washer. You were on Broadway in 18th when you saw what happened? Uh, that's correct. Uh, I noticed the plane passing over lower than I had seen any type of plane uh, previously pass. It didn't seem to be under power and it was on a downward angle. The pilot did uh, the same attempt uh, by the dipping of the wings from side to side to make maneuvers. As it went out of sight, uh, the next thing that happened was the, the plume of smoke. Uh, I didn't really actually hear an impact, but the plane, uh, I was concerned that the plane uh, wasn't going to make it to where it had intended to go. Uh, sadly, we have to ask, are you talking about the first plane or the second plane 20 minutes later? I'm talking about the plane uh, that happened uh, shortly before 9 o'clock. I don't, know, don't yeah. know anything about a second plane. Yeah, that was the first one. They happened 18 minutes apart and they each hit a different tower of the World Trade Center. We have no word of casualties yet, but we did have one eyewitness who called us uh, who said that he was at a bagel shop on the ground nearby and that he could, he could feel uh, the different buildings shaking all around the neighborhood. We continue to get calls in from eyewitnesses, and we have another one on the line with us right now. I believe if we can bring him on the air, Russell, you're in Soho? 
Yes, Soho. And what was your vantage point when the tower had the explosion? Well, we have an enormous, beautiful view of both the towers from, from the window on our deck at the, on our uh, cafeteria upstairs. And I uh, hear this jet plane go over, and I think, well, that's kind of low. And I look out the window. I was by myself, of course. And <clears throat> here's this enormous, looks like a DC-9. It was a twin-engine jet. And it flew directly toward the, and I couldn't believe it. I thought, well, what the heck? And he dipped his wing, and then he flew directly into the building. It was an enormous explosion of, of fire. And, of course, I let out a big expletive because I couldn't believe it. It was like watching a movie. It was incredible. That was heard just about everywhere where people were looking up this morning. Which one are you talking about, the first or the second? I didn't know about the second one because I came down here, and I said, I better call somebody and let them know what kind of airplane that was. Yeah. That was at about quarter minute, quarter of nine this morning. About 18 minutes later, the second one happened in the other building. And in both cases, all the eyewitnesses who've called have told us that it looked as though it were intentional. Nobody was trying to miss the building. Well, that guy, he just dipped the wing slightly, but he didn't look like he was veering off. And it, and it went right directly into the building. And it was like... It's like one of those movies. You can't believe it could happen. Oh, but it did. Disaster movie. Do you know your airplanes? We had heard earlier somebody guessing that it was a DC-3. You said a DC-9? I see DC-9. It's it's a double, uh, it's a two-engine jet, large jet, not a small uh, corporate jet. So it was a pretty good-sized plane. And, uh, well, if you look at the side of the building, you'll see there's a gash that goes almost from end to end. So it's almost a block wide, that building. It looks almost as if, like, the World Trade Center had kind of had a scissor run through it or somebody just, like, it's, hit it with exactly. a hammer. Well, the plane, the enormous plane just disappeared into the building. It's a huge building, and it has this gash in it as though it were just a, a, a paper cutout. That's, that's right, and that's where the plane went in. All right, thanks a lot for your help and what you've seen. WCBS News Time. All right, now we, we have more information to give you. Breaking. WCBS 880, right here, right now. The FBI is now investigating reports of a plane hijacking before these crashes we're telling you about at the World Trade Center Towers this morning. That is the very latest situation we have that perhaps one or both of these planes had been hijacked. That report is singular, reports of a plane hijacking. Again, two planes involved in two crashes into either tower of the World Trade Center at about 10 to 9 and 5 after 9 this morning. Another eyewitness is uh, just called in. Susan Romo, you're in Battery Park City and you saw one of them crash? Yes, I saw the second plane crash right into the second tower. And this was just about uh, 15 minutes ago or so. Yeah, um, I was looking at the first explosion from the top of my roof of where I live and it was almost like I saw a replay of what had just happened on the first tower. The, the plane looked like a 737. It looked much bigger than the other one and it just went right into the second tower and completely disappeared. I can see right now there's there's no debris, no plane debris at all. It just all was swallowed up by the tower. It's, it's amazing. And you can start, I can start seeing um, flames coming from the second tower now, but not as, not as much as in the first one. The first one is just, you, you could just see so much. You can see like two or three floors completely uh, in flames. Flames are now coming, flying out of the south tower. The smoke thick and black from both buildings at this moment. Here in Midtown Manhattan, we're insulated from the sound that would have come from any explosion. What we saw with the first explosion was a huge, quick plume of light-colored smoke. We were thinking maybe it's some smokestack or perhaps a building demolition project, something like that, down in Lower and Manhattan. And then before we knew it, we were talking to Tom Kaminsky, and he was telling us what it was that we actually were seeing. That something had apparently hit the World Trade Center or some type of explosion. We now know, of course, that there were planes hitting either tower 20 minutes apart. The smoke has blackened over time as the flames have taken over inside the building, billowing out of the huge gashes on the side of the building in the, I, I'm going to guess, the top 20 or 30 floors. And again, we should stress that what we're hearing is eyewitness reports because we have not heard anything from city emergency officials at this point. They're obviously still trying to assess the situation less than a half an hour after the first explosion. To recap, once again, at 9.15 here on WCBS, sometime at about 8.45 or so, we, we noticed the smoke coming out of the building, and that is about when the first plane went in. We are still getting calls from eyewitnesses who are telling us whether they saw the first plane go in or 18 minutes later the second plane go in. There is some discrepancy about exactly what kind of a plane it was each time. One description we just got was that it looked as though the tower actually swallowed the plane. There didn't seem to be any debris from the plane anywhere. It was simply swallowed up by the building, it appeared, to this one eyewitness. Everyone's telling us it looked quite intentional. It didn't look like anyone was trying to swerve to avoid one of the buildings. And now we're getting word, of course, about the 
FBI investigating reports that there had been a plane hijacking before these crashes this morning. That's all we know about a possible hijacking, not where any flight might have originated, where it was going to. And we stress that according to all the eyewitnesses we've spoken to who've, who saw the actual impact of these planes, they're not talking about the small Cessnas. You know, if you have dinner at Windows on the World and look down, you actually see those little planes over the Hudson River flying beneath the high perch in which you're having your dinner. Uh, this is nothing like that. This is a plane up above that barreled down into the building the first time and apparently the second time if our eyewitnesses are to be believed. Another eyewitness who's a pilot might shed some more light for us. Sheldon Edelman, uh, you saw the first plane start to uh, look a little bit strange before it yes. crashed? Yes, the plane flew over at about pattern altitude over the Washington Square Park area heading south. It then banked and made a sharp right turn to go westbound and then I lost track of it. it got, I got the appearance that this, whoever was flying it, was deliberately changing course for a particular direction, and he was flying extremely low, no higher than pattern altitude. Tell us what pattern feet. altitude is. I don't mean to interrupt, but what is pattern altitude About mean? About 1,000 feet over the ground level, over sea level, at oh. that location. All right, so he, he was at about that height when he... He was very low, considering, and it was a commercial liner. This was not a corporate jet with the engines in the back. It had two engines, one on each wing. It seemed to be the size either of a 37 or a 67, I couldn't tell. 737 or 767, you mean? One of the, one of the other. It had a wider body than a 757, so I couldn't tell exactly, but it was probably a 37 from what I could see. But what impressed me is the way the plane took a sharp right turn and did not change its altitude. Given Just the direction turn, it was coming from, could you guess coming, where? It was, coming, it was coming from the north. It was coming as if it would have been taking off from LaGuardia, coming from the north, heading south. It then veered to the right to go slightly west. But it was a definite turn to the west. And what impressed me is the height of the plane at this location made no sense at all. Can you stay right here with us? We have another well, well-known well pilot with us, our own newsman, Harley Carnes. Harley Carnes joins us along with Sheldon Edelman. Sheldon Edelman saw what happened. Harley was, uh, of course, not in the city yet, I did didn't not see what happened. Impact. Okay. Harley, could, maybe you could interview this pilot because you know all those pilot questions to ask. Well, I can, uh, one of the things that we know is there's a VFR corridor there, and so everything from 1,100 feet down to the surface is legal. It's legal for him to fly through there without getting clearances or really talking to anyone, although he should be on 12305 and talk to other airplanes and let them know where he is. The point is that uh, it's legal to fly there. We have a lot of freedom to fly in this country. Uh, and so coming from the north, they would have been able to steadily descend from a higher altitude to come down low enough certainly to hit the World Trade Center or any other building, and that, that was the thing that he was out to do. So I guess the, the first question I would ask of someone who saw it is about how high up the uh, the towers did he hit, and uh, it obviously was a, was a was a clear turn uh, in the direction of it. Uh, what did you see, and uh, you know, from a pilot's perspective, what was the guy doing? From my vantage point, he was probably at about pattern altitude or less, not for a jet, for for a, a uh, non-jet aircraft. Uh, I would say that he was no more than a thousand to fifteen hundred feet above ground level. And over the East River or the Hudson River? He was on the, on the, uh, closer to the uh, west side, closer to the Hudson River. Okay. The, the point where he flew over the Washington Square Park, was, it was probably exactly that. He flew what seemed to be over the Washington Square Park, and he veered to the right. I would have to guess that about Houston Street or Canal Street, somewhere in that vicinity, he veered to the right. I would say Houston from where I was in the street made a sharp turn to the right uh, to go westbound. I lost track of him at that location. Well, the intelligent thing of, on his part is if he's going down the Hudson River at 1,000 feet, then he's able to do that without having to talk to anyone, he without was, exciting anyone. I would, I would guess Breaking news on WCBS 880, right here, right now. We are just getting word that air traffic has been stopped cold throughout the tri-state area. Let's go to Chopper 880. Tom Kaminsky, what can you tell us? Well, Jeff, what we can tell you now that we've uh, we've just gotten some fuel and we're getting back in the air, and uh, I could tell you that uh, the operations, flight operations at Newark and Kennedy and LaGuardia airports uh, have been...
been suspended. And we are just getting word now that operations at Teterboro Airport uh, have been closed. So we were on our way out of Teterboro Airport and we were told to go back. Uh, we're just coming back now. Uh, so in essence, what is happening here is that all flight operations in this area are are stopped. We we are closed down all the way around here at Kennedy, LaGuardia, and Newark airports, and now also at Teterboro. Uh, whether or not this flight restriction uh, will extend up toward White Plains or out to Islip, I have uh, no way of knowing right now, but uh, I could certainly tell you that flight operations at Newark and Kennedy LaGuardia airports are stopped for the time being. And again, we don't know how long this is going to be, but if you are headed to the airports waiting for someone uh, or waiting to catch a flight, uh, it is safe to say. Breaking news on WCBS 880. Right here, right Tom, now. we're sorry to interrupt. We have new information. A senior government official is saying that uh, they are now pursuing reports one or both of these planes were hijacked. As we told you, the FBI was looking into that and now they're saying that the crashes may have been the result of a suicide mission. They say the reports are preliminary. They don't know the cause of the crashes, of course. One government official says it certainly doesn't look like an accident. And of course, that is what everyone who's called us, who who was an eyewitness, is saying as well, so it bears that out. Let's go back at Tom Kaminsky, if you're still with us in Chopper 880. Uh, yeah, uh, we are... We we are still with you. We're trying to determine if there's going to be a way that we can possibly uh, leave this area and uh, head toward uh, that area. But it certainly, from this point, appears, according to the FAA, that they have been instructed to close all of the area airports. That includes Newark and Kennedy and LaGuardia, and for our purposes, Teterboro Airport. Uh, I can tell you, I'm looking up at the sky right now. It is a beautiful day to fly, and I do not see a single aircraft anywhere around this area as I look all the way around me. Uh, so it certainly would appear that all flight operations in and around the New York City area have been suspended. We will keep you posted on that. I just needed to add one other note here. Uh, when this first explosion occurred, uh, we did not see, at least from our vantage point at the George Washington Bridge, uh, any sort of a sizable aircraft come down that uh, Hudson River corridor. That's not to say that when we were over the Bronx that didn't happen. Uh, and certainly that has been, from every indication, uh, that uh, the first plane... Tower number one had gone from uh, n from north to south. There was no indication at LaGuardia uh, that uh, there was any sort of an aircraft uh, that was uh, that large that was in that corridor. But again, we'll be getting uh, more details, and certainly uh, we will be talking to as many people as we can uh, at the towers and uh, other pilots around this area uh, to see what else we can learn. All right, Tom Kaminsky is going to keep back with us uh, right on through the day. And meanwhile, let's recap exactly what we know. We just have learned that uh, a senior government official is saying that the FBI is looking into the possibility that one or both of these planes that crashed into each of the towers of the World Trade Center within the last 45 minutes may have been the result of a suicide mission. According to the witnesses we've been speaking with since the first explosion at about quarter to nine, these looked like large planes, commercial planes. One witness who knows the air pattern says it probably came from LaGuardia. Let's get more information. We have an eyewitness uh, speaking with us. Dan Rosenbaum is on the line. I, we don't know where you were at the time of the crash. Talk to us. I was on the Brooklyn Heights promenade looking at the World Trade Center. Um, I saw the, the second plane crash into the tower. Uh, it approached from the south uh, somewhere. It looked like about the 50th or, or, or 40th story. Large plane, black. I didn't see any markings on it. Uh, I didn't hear any engines. It really sounded like the thing just glided in. It, it, it hit the tower, big bang, ball of flame, debris spewing from the south to the north. Did you see metal wreckage flying off the building, or did it all go in? I saw wreckage flying out of the building. I obviously don't, don't know, know whether it's from the plane or from the, from the building. Uh, the air over Brooklyn is full of paper. Over Brooklyn, over, over Brooklyn. on the other side, across Manhattan, across the river. Across Manhattan, across the river. Okay, Dan over. Dan Rosenbaum is telling us uh, the, the view he's getting from Brooklyn. And, you know, at City Hall right now, let's see what's going on, if there's been any word from the mayor or city officials. WCBS reporter Sean Adams is there. We actually uh, haven't been inside City Hall yet, but down outside the City Hall Park, uh, I, I can give you the sense of what's going on in the street. The streets are packed with people. Almost every building has just about been emptied. The streets are filled with people, stunned scared, frightened, crying, staring upward at this ominous, dark, 
uh, uh, horrible symbol in the sky. The, the two towers are flaming, both of them. The, the flames are racing up the side of the building, bright orange. The smoke uh, sort of shimmies up the side of the building uh, for several floors, and then the wind gets hold of it and is pulling it to the southeast, and that's why all of that paper and debris is floating out all over Brooklyn. Uh, it is absolutely amazing to see just the, the sheer panic in the streets right now. Many people are running. Uh, they, they saw this uh, from their windows, their office windows, and their immediate instinct was to run, was to leave. People are tracking north, uh, up towards Tribeca and Soho. Uh, the streets are jammed. If you were what, in what your about car, the roads in the car, yes. What happens in the car is this. The streets are not moving that well, and what happens is there are emergency vehicles coming from every direction. You need to be, if you're in your car, don't panic. Just be patient, and when you hear those sirens, you have to get out of the way and let those vehicles get down towards the World Trade Center. Do you know if they've closed any tunnels to let the vehicles through? Oh, I don't have any information to that effect. I can tell you that I came down the FDR. Uh, I got off before I got to the Brooklyn Bridge, made my way back towards police uh, uh, police headquarters, uh, and, and there uh, the, uh, the Verizon headquarters, that building was just emptying. Uh, Bertram High School, that building was emptying, and people are frightened, people are scared. Uh, you have to remain calm in the street. Uh, there are lines at all of the payphones, uh, 50 people long, because a lot of the cell phones just aren't working down here. I had to come to the Blimpy to use the telephone here. My cell phones aren't working. There's a lot of confusion right now, and people just have to stay calm up here in lower Manhattan. All right, Sean, we want you to stay with us. Please check back frequently for the very latest on the situation down in lower Manhattan. He is approaching City Hall. Uh, now we're going to go to another one of our producers here at WCBS 880. I think I, we may have lost this line. Uh, yes, we did. Okay, we're ready to hear again from Kelly Edwards, who uh, called us a, a few minutes ago because she was uh, a few blocks away and saw what happened. And meanwhile, we uh, continue to have Harley Carnes on the uh, on the line with us, and we'll get a little more perspective from him. Harley, of course, is a pilot, and we will continue to speak with him. Now I think we have Kelly. WCBS producer Kelly Edwards joining us live. Kelly? Pat and Jeff, I'm standing on 7th Avenue South just about 15 blocks north of the World Trade Center. Both of the buildings have smoke pouring out of them. The north building, the first one hit, has a seam going from one side to the other. It looks like if this tower were leaning over, the entire top would break right off. When the second plane hit, it hit from the south. Witnesses who saw it said it looked like a commercial airliner. It hit from the south. We couldn't see it exactly hit, but from the front, from the north, it, it was a giant ball of white smoke flames and a lot of sparks. It sounded like a giant light bulb breaking. People here on the street are crying. People are running into the street with their cameras. I've seen people running into the street with their bathrobes on. Everybody has a cell phone to their ear, but nobody can get through to anybody. There are a lot of people concerned about their friends and their children in daycare. People are going to pick up their families right now. I'm looking at the towers right now in the North Tower. The windows are peeling down like runs in a nylon. Uh, the smoke is still pouring out. There are not as many flames coming out of the North Tower, but the South Tower still has a lot of smoke. It's, it's black and white mixed together. Those windows are also, from a distance, they look like they're breaking, but it, it honestly looks like a giant pair of pantyhose that just has several parallel runs going right down the leg. Oh, Kelly right, Edwards you. with some very vivid word pictures. We have something new for you as well. And Tom Kaminsky and Chopper 880 to tell us about it. All right, we've been uh, talking with the folks over at the Teterboro Tower, and the word that they are using now is that the airspace, we're talking Newark and Kennedy and LaGuardia and Teterboro, the entire New York City airspace is going to be, in their words, sterilized, meaning that no one will be flying anywhere around this area for an undetermined period of time. Currently here at uh, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, and we've been talking to the tower there. Uh, we've been talking to the tower at uh, Teterboro Airport. Now, one other note. Uh, as part of a plan uh, by the Port Authority, uh, we have a full closing now of the inbound Holland and Lincoln tunnels. At, we at this point, I don't know about the George Washington Bridge, but certainly the Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are closed. No traffic allowed into Manhattan via the Holland or Lincoln. Again, the GWB, I do not have anything uh, further on that. There is some traffic uh, coming out of Manhattan back out to New Jersey, but if you're trying to get inbound, everything at this Breaking point has been closed. On WCBS 880, right here, right now. President Bush is now speaking about the situation here in New York City at the World Trade Center. We're trying to bring you his comments live as best we can quickly here More on the resources of the federal government. 
uh, go to help the victims and their families and, the, and to conduct a full-scale investigation to hunt down and to find those folks who committed this act. Terrorism against our nation will not stand. And now if you join me in a moment of silence. President Bush speaking from an elementary school in Florida. May God bless the Florida. victims, their families, and America. Thank you very much. Brief comments in which he apparently, we, we didn't catch the beginning of it, but he was talking about this being a terrorist attack and talked about getting the folks responsible. About the folks inside the World Trade Center, 45 minutes after the first plane crash into the building, we have yet to hear word one. Breaking news on WCBS 880, right here, right now. We're covering more terror at the World Trade Center eight years later. Two planes have smashed into the towers minutes apart, the first coming about 8.50 this morning. Both slammed into the upper floors, leaving gaping holes on multiple sides of each tower. There's flame, heavy smoke pouring out along with flame to this moment, 45 minutes later. The FBI is investigating reports of a hijacking before the crashes, and there was also word that they were looking into the possibility that it was a suicide attack. No word yet on possible deaths or injuries. The crashes have left some television stations in the city off the air. They happened about 18 minutes apart. Stay with us on WCBS 880. We have Tom Kaminsky overhead in Chopper 880. We have uh, experts and eyewitnesses on the phone with us. Stay with us for continuing live team coverage. Right now, M. David Levin, who we spoke to a little while ago, who was uh, right outside trying to buy a bagel when uh, the building started shaking, he's back with us now, right on the ground outside. Yes, I am. Are you uh, seeing people coming out of the building? Uh, no, I, uh, every, everything is ringed off here, and uh, what I do see, unfortunately, of bodies falling out of the uh, north building. Uh, I've, I've watched at least four bodies fall out of the building. Uh, there's still a, a great amount of uh, smoke and fire. And here on the ground, everybody is very, very upset. There are uh, people walking around holding their hearts. Uh, women are crying. Uh, everybody is talking about a conspiracy. And uh, it's, uh, there is no cell phone service in the whole area as well. So the uh, telephone lines for the outdoor phones are extremely long as people try to call their loved ones and uh, tell them they're okay. We've been hearing reports from uh, reporters who are getting closer and closer to the World Trade Center uh, about grief in the streets. Again, this is the first we're hearing about anyone inside the building. And David Levin explained that he saw at least four bodies flying out of the building. There's no cell phone service in the area of lower Manhattan. Sean Adams near City Hall, 15, 20 blocks away, spoke of people lining up 50 deep to use pay phones. And at this point, Manhattan is sealed off. You can't get in by either tunnel, and now there is also word uh, that apparently the entire city is sealed off, so that would likely include the George Washington Bridge. We'd have to say Manhattan is sealed off as opposed to the city. You can't get across uh, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. Uh, Hudson River crossings are closed, and again, as Tom Kaminsky He's been telling us no air traffic. The the uh, air corridors have Are been shut. sterilized. Frozen. Sterilized yes. is the word that they're using because of uh, FBI conjecture that there was a hijacking possibly before the planes crashed, and they're investigating that. One eyewitness telling us that given the traffic patterns uh, coming toward the building as the planes were seen by eyewitnesses, that it is likely this plane, described as maybe a 737, maybe a 767, the second plane, would have been coming from LaGuardia. We have another eyewitness on the phone with us, Juanita Soto in uh, Brooklyn. What have you been able to see? Well, we were in the roof, my husband and I, to see the flame, or to see it from the roof, and then as we're looking at the fire and the papers as they're flying away. We got paper down here from the tin towers. We saw a second plane heading towards the building, and that's when we heard another explosion. Thank was, you. And Thank it you. looked like a, like a, like a news uh, uh, helicopter. That's what it seems to us. But it was not in Breaking Halifax. News on WCBS 880, right here, right you now. Know, we use that sound to get your attention. Right now, we need the attention of every firefighter in New York City. The New York City Fire Department is issuing a total recall. All hands on deck, so to speak. They need all the help they can get. They need everyone to report. That is from the New York City Fire Department. Obviously, uh, 
we are on full terrorism alert in New York City. President Bush has mentioned this as a possible terrorist act. We have, uh, we have people on the ground telling us they have terror in the streets in lower Manhattan. People panicking, people crying. Uh, one witness has told us he saw a couple of bodies actually fall out of one of the buildings. What happened was within 18 minutes apart, two different planes crashed into each separate tower of the World Trade Center. It would seem, by all accounts, intentionally. So what we know now at this point is that apparently two large planes have collided into the towers of the World Trade Center and Manhattan is sealed off from the world. The bridges, the tunnels closed. No air traffic. No helicopter traffic can get anywhere near the World Trade Center. The TV helicopters are chopper 880. Uh, no one can get close at this point. The airspace around New York City has been sterilized this morning. You're listening to continuing coverage live here on WCBS 880. WCBS News Time is 936. Let's go to Chopper 880. Tom Kaminsky, you can't get close, but you were nearby and saw this a moment ago. Uh, well, I tell you, Jeff, we were, uh, we were making our way south from the George Washington Bridge uh, into, uh, into what is called the unrestricted airspace, the, uh, the Hudson River Corridor. And as a left turn uh, and headed south along the Hudson we spotted a fireball at the uh, top end of tower number one. Now, we were uh, then after uh, after our initial uh, look at this and uh, headed down toward the area of the World Trade Center and got a look around at the damage of tower number one. We had been in that area just south of the World Trade Center and really had not been in that area for longer than 30 seconds. We had gone north and the second explosion occurred. Could you feel the wave of the explosion? Uh, you know, we, we couldn't feel the wave of any explosion. However, it, the flash in, in, in each instance certainly caught our eye uh, and and in fact, that was the uh, the second uh, the second explosion that we had seen with the second plane going into tower number two uh, was uh, one that was even more dramatic because we've been looking at it uh, uh, from pretty much every angle uh, at, at any point, and we had been in that general area where that second aircraft had come in, uh, and it would not have been more than two minutes prior to its impact. So uh, it's been uh, just an amazing, an unbelievable morning. Uh, now, what we need to tell you in terms of trying to get around Manhattan is that any plans you may have in and around Manhattan today, you need to cancel them as quickly as possible because there is no one being allowed in Manhattan at all. The Holland, the Lincoln Tunnels, they have been closed. Okay, we North have an update for yes, you, Tom. The Word subways just are also shut down and there is a full terrorism alert in effect right now in New York City. For eight years since the first the World Trade Center bombing in 1993, we've been talking about the city going on terrorism alert and we wondered how great an alert the city could possibly be under. This is it. All the bridges are closed. The subways have been stopped cold. The, the airports. airports are closed throughout the region as the smoke continues to billow out of both towers of the World Trade Center. WCBS reporter Harley Carnes is also known uh, around these parts as a pilot and instructor and has a little bit of a perspective about all this. Uh, Harley, you would pretty much concur with what some of our eyewitnesses said about the way they saw the planes go into the buildings? Oh, as a pilot, I mean, there's just no way this is anything but intentional. There's no way. I mean, I, on a day like today, and I can tell you that I'm, I'm far north and west of the city, uh, and I was up earlier uh, this morning. You can see New York City from 50 miles away without any difficulty. Did you see the and, video of the plane going in? No, I haven't seen it because I, you know, I wasn't anywhere around it. I, as a matter of fact, I walked into a building to pay some taxes, and the, the place was just buzzing about it. And uh, so the first thing I did was run outside and get on the phone, of course. Um, but I can tell you that as a pilot, I mean, this is not a journalist talking, but as a pilot, nobody flies into one of the world trade centers on purpose. I mean, unless they, unless they are planning to commit suicide. Especially in a large jet. This plane, well, having seen the video, went straight for the building and hit head on. And as Harley says, it's a crystal clear day. There's no way this is an accident. Yeah, I mean, this is severe clear. This is Cavu. This is every description we ever use for beautiful weather, for beautiful flying weather, as Tom mentioned a few moments ago. And don't forget, now, what the, the, uh, the, the allegation was some time back that, uh, that a co-pilot on an airplane put the... Put the uh, a big plane into the water in the Atlantic Ocean. Now, we could be looking at that kind of situation. We could also be looking at a, at a hijacking. But, uh, you know, no pilot in his, in his right mind is going to fly anywhere near, particularly in a big airplane, uh, the World Trade Center. Harley, you know the air corridors in this region like the back of your hand. Can you guess which airport or where these planes might have come from? Well, if they're big airplanes, they could come from anywhere in the United States. 
doesn't make any difference where they came from. I mean, they, could, they didn't have to take off from here, is my point. They didn't have to come from LaGuardia or Kennedy. Or, they could be on or, their way there. Peterborough. They could be on their way there. They could have been taken from Omaha, Nebraska, for all we know. Interesting. In all the eyewitnesses we've spoken to, nobody mentioned any markings on the tail of either plane or uh, jetliner company insignia, anything like that. Sure. It could very well have been an airplane that was, uh, that was hijacked yesterday, that somebody put some paint on, that sort of thing. We just don't know the answers, and it's all conjecture. Uh, but if nobody saw any markings, then there's a very inexplicable and interesting kind of uh, a point, if that's in fact the case. Well, it isn't a Cessna that can create a 30-story fireball, which is what it looked like as the second well, plane flew directly I could, in. I mean, a Cessna loaded with the same kind of explosives the two of that, that made a hole in, this, in the side of the coal, yes, that could make a giant hole in the side of the, of the World Trade Center. So it's possible for a small plane to do it if it's loaded with explosives. If, on the other hand, you have no explosives and you want to make a big fireball, get a big airplane. All right, thank you. Harley Carnes, uh, who is a flight instructor and is very familiar with the airspace over the New York City area, that airspace Sterilized, according to Tom Kaminsky. No planes allowed up, none allowed down. The airports are closed. WCBS News Time, 941. We told you we were sending a lot of reporters to cover this story for you, and here's one of them now. Peter Haskell is live at Chelsea Piers. And, uh, Pat, we can get a clear view down the West Side Highway. Cars had been backed up uh, earlier before. We've seen emergency vehicles, fire trucks, police cars just flying down in this direction uh, for the last 15 minutes or so. From both towers, you can just see the gray smoke billowing out on the North Tower. It looks like the plane hit at a higher level than on the South Tower, where it hit even higher. We found uh, someone who works here as a security guard who witnessed uh, the first plane hit that North Tower, and uh, we'll play the whole interview for you and let him describe what he saw and when he picked up uh, this plane, what he noticed as he saw this plane uh, seemingly dipping its wings up and down. I was in my post, Jose, on WCBS 880, right here, right now. We were just guessing with Harley Carnes where those planes might have been hijacked from before they crashed into the World Trade Center. Well, we're just getting word now. One of the two planes was hijacked after takeoff from Boston. This is a, from a U.S. official. We're not saying, they're not saying who, and they are citing a transmission from that plane. Apparently, one of the two planes that crashed this morning, 18 minutes apart, into each tower of the World Trade Center was hijacked after taking off from Boston. Manhattan is virtually sealed off since about quarter to nine this morning and we're going to go live now to captain lynn mackesy who is the commander of the lincoln tunnel you're with port authority yes what do you have to tell us Did, are, is the tunnel closed yes uh, all hudson river crossings uh the hudson Breaking we're sorry to interrupt on you wcbs 880 right here right now it gets worse an aircraft has just crashed into the Pentagon, according to witnesses. First, we have the two planes that have crashed into the World Trade Center towers here in New York, and now the Pentagon. Like a replay from what happened in New York about exactly one hour ago. We are now looking at a live picture via CBS News and our resources in Washington, D.C., of huge white smoke billowing out of the five-sided five building in Washington. This is the first word we're getting of the situation in the nation's capital. Again, as things break, moment by moment, we learned only a moment ago that one of the planes that hit in New York came from Boston, where it was hijacked. The West Wing of the White House has now been evacuated amid terrorist threats. That is also just coming uh, across the wires now from Washington. A plane moments ago has crashed into the Pentagon in Washington, and now they are evacuating the West Wing of the White House. President Bush isn't there. He is in Florida right now, where he spoke just a little while ago. We brought it to you live from a Florida elementary school, saying that he would try to hunt down whoever is responsible for this terrorist act. Again, we haven't heard the first word about anyone inside the building, save for one witness who said he saw bodies flying out of uh, the, well, what, the 100th floor, the 95th floor of the World Trade Center where the first explosion crashed. You're listening to continuing live team coverage here on WCBS 880, where it's now 945. About an hour or maybe 55 minutes ago, the first plane crashed into the first tower of the World Trade Center. Uh, there is a scene that could be best described perhaps as chaos in lower Manhattan near City Hall. Our WCBS reporter Sean Adams was telling us earlier cell phone communications have been disrupted, much like communications were disrupted from the TV stations for at least a brief time. Of course, the stick on top of the World Trade Center North Tower is 
the one that broadcasts a lot of FM stations and some of the TV here in New York City. There was a blip in communications. We don't know who has reestablished uh, uh, their air signals to this point. But, uh, you know, blocks and blocks away, people in the streets crying, no cell phone service, lining up 50 deep to get to pay phones. Trying to get in touch with family members and loved ones. Of course, Kelly Edwards, our producer who was uh, down in lower Manhattan, spoke to us a little while ago and said people were trying to rush to the daycare center and get their children out, bringing back to some of us memories of Oklahoma City. To repeat again, New York City is on full terrorism alert. You can't get into Manhattan. You can't get in by a tunnel or a bridge or by a subway or by a plane. WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor joins us now live from the Millennium Hotel, which is right across the street from the World Trade part of, Center. Part of the World Trade Center complex, right? Yes. Well, it's across. Uh, it's like an exodus out of Manhattan. Starting from City Hall, walking down here, people were fleeing. It's like one of those terror movies. And the people who have, they're now being ushered out of the building, they have terrible stories to tell. Here's one. I saw the plane. The second one. I physically saw it with my own eye. I saw it strike the building. Mark, super. I work right next door at 74 Trinity Place. We heard the first one come in. I, I didn't know what it was. It sounded like a missile. You're seeing evidence of a destruction on the ground. You see, there are shoes, I've seen bloody shoes. One man, the people are weeping coming out of there. Some of them have been through this now for the second time. They had to walk down the stairs. They're, being, they're just walking in a stream up uh, east to, to, to get away, far away from the building. There have been windows blown out. There's glass on the ground. And you can't, the phones are like jammed. People are trying to call home. It is just, uh, this is the big event that the New York City Emergency Services have been training for, and by all accounts, they're doing a fine job. You're at the Millennium but, Hotel. You can't get much closer than that, though, can you? No, well, if I could get to the other side, I think I might get some information, but you can't get through, really. It's, well, uh, there's a reason, all the debris. Yes, mm. and they, they think it's still dangerous with things coming down. Okay, we have... I'll get there, though. All right, thanks, Mary Gay We will Gay talk Taylor. to you again. Mary Gay Taylor, live from Lower Manhattan. We, we should mention the trading did not even open. There was no opening bell on Wall Street this morning. There has been no trading to this moment. They're talking about keeping the NASDAQ computerized trading systems going. They're talking about starting trading on NASDAQ at 10 o'clock this morning. We don't know how it's going to play out on Wall Street, the New York Stock Exchange, being so close to what's gone on this morning if, here in the city. If you're just tuning in, you, you've you been hearing us talk about these two planes crashing into each tower of the World Trade Center just about an hour ago, the first one. Well, just a few minutes ago, a plane crashed into the Pentagon in Washington, and now the West Wing of the White House and the Capitol building have both been evacuated amid concerns over terrorist threats. President Bush is not in Washington. He is in Florida, where he spoke a little while ago uh, and told us that uh, he believes this is a terrorist event and that he is going to try to track down whoever's responsible well, for it. But Pat, when he spoke, it was about 10 minutes before the blast at the, the Pentagon. Pentagon. He didn't have that information yet. No, he just knew about happened. what had transpired in New York City, that there was some what he called an apparent terrorist attack. And again, the FBI is investigating at least one of the planes that crashed into the World Trade Center was hijacked in Boston. We don't know, though, when that happened. The president is calling this a, a terrorist attack. City firefighters are being called in to battle the fires at the towers. They're calling it a total recall. They want any firefighter in the city to come down and help. Bridges and tunnels into Manhattan are closed. Air travel is shut down, and the subway system is also shut down. You can't get into Manhattan, and you probably can't get around too easily in much of Manhattan. One of our reporters has reached the World Trade Center finally, and it's a long, difficult trip this morning. Let's go to WCBS reporter Sean Adams. Exactly where are you? Well, right now, you know, you really can't get much uh, farther south uh, than the, the southern tip of City Hall Park. Uh, Broadway there, everything is shut down. And here's Breaking news Stay with on us. WCBS 880, right here, right now. Every time we think it can't get any worse, we are now learning that the FAA has, is shutting down all takeoffs anywhere in the country. No planes can take off anywhere in the United States. That is the word from the FAA just a moment ago. Certainly any plane in the air can touch down, but nobody's leaving after that. So uh, the airspace over the United States... 
is effectively being sealed. We're getting a, a very good feeling of what a full terrorist alert is like, and, and it seems to be now more, of course, than New York City. It's expanding across the country and in Washington, where a plane has flown into the Pentagon as well. Let's go back to WCBS reporter Sean Adams again. Where are you at the moment? We're at the southern tip of City Hall Park, and the situation down here is this. Every building in lower Manhattan has virtually uh, been just emptied, and people are now clogging the streets. And because people are clogging the streets, uh, there's panic at times. People run when they think debris is falling. Debris, small bits are reaching this far up close to City Hall at times, very small pieces. There's fear that more might come down. Police are trying to push people north. If you're in the street, walk slowly north. Don't run. Also, keep the streets clear. Every possible street needs to be open so that emergency vehicles can come in, and they are flooding in. Uh, we saw one woman uh, taken out on a stretcher. There are shoes, stray shoes, littering the street because people just want to get out of here. They don't even care about their shoes. They're leaving their shoes behind. There is a lot of crying. Cell phones aren't working. People are going into stores trying to call home. Uh, one woman told me she couldn't use the subway. It, everything is sort of paralyzed down here, but if people slowly start to walk north, uh, things are a lot calmer up there, but still a lot of people just stunned, staring up at the two flaming towers. Uh, the one corner of the South Tower, it appears there's damage on both sides, and the corner itself appears to be damaged. I can't tell if it's cut straight through, but that is obviously a very scary, frightening thing to look at. Slashes uh, on either side of the building, and also appears to be the corner as well with flames shooting out and smoke. It's very difficult to tell just how much damage is in that corner there. Breaking news on WCBS 880, right here, right now. New information coming in from the Associated Press at this moment that the White House was evacuated because the Secret Service received what's described as a credible threat of a terrorist act against the White House and residents. That's according to the Associated Press. We stress President Bush is not at the White House today. He was visiting an elementary school in Florida, speaking about 20 minutes ago, right before the blast ripped into the Pentagon building. They have also evacuated the... Capitol building, and uh, let's listen in for just a little bit. Uh, CBS News is telling a little more about what's happening in Washington. Was a witness, and she said that she saw an American Airlines airliner plowing into one part of the Pentagon, the part that's known to be a heliport there at the headquarters of the Defense Department. She said it was an American Airlines passenger plane, from what she could tell, apparently hijacked, and that's why the FAA right now, the FAA right now has grounded all flights throughout the country, apparently a move to prevent any more hijackings. Here's another witness uh, as to what occurred at the Pentagon, where there, there is thick smoke billowing out from the Defense Department. Let's listen right now. Dave Statter of Channel 9 WSA-TV. To the side of the building. There's a bit of a hole on that side of the building. Arlington Fire and Rescue, uh, military fire on the scene, putting foam on it. The plane did not seem to go into the building like the World Trade Center attack. It seemed... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 